0: This is Laura Shing and Gigi. Welcome to
1: Slice Root, a space where we recreate our post-meal conversations with guests, discussing life, dreams, failures, and sharing stories.
0: Yeah, just like we do after sharing a meal with friends in the comfort of our home. So I hope you enjoy listening in to our conversations with our guests. Hey, Slice Root family. Happy fall, y'all. We're in our 10th episode of Slice Fruit, and we're excited to share our interview with Lily Lee, who happens to also be one of our godmothers. Lily wears many, many hats, but in this episode, we sit down with her to discover more of her story and journey that led to what she spends most of her time doing nowadays, which is running organizations focused on uplifting women and girls. So we hope you enjoy this conversation just as much as we did. Hello, sliced fruit families. We are so excited um, because we have a very special guest today. Um, It is Lily Lee, Mm -hmm. or to us, it is Auntie Lily, or Lily Mm -hmm. Kaima, which means uh, godmother um, Mm -hmm. in in Cantonese. So just giving you some brief introduction, um, Auntie Lily is our godmother. Um, She's seen us when we were very young. um, Infants, actually, in Philadelphia. And um, she's known and taken care of our parents when they first, whether it's my mom who first immigrated to the U.S. Um, or getting to know them as uh, newlyweds. Um, and she is uh, just a powerhouse. Um, she has been in ministry for many, many years and um, has been an advocate for women's issues, women's rights, whether that's um here in the states or um, um, across the world, and so we're super excited to hear more of her story and from herself. So welcome, Auntie Lily.
2: Oh, thank you.
0: Yeah. So if you can maybe, I, I think there's so much that we can cover, but if you can give our listeners a summary of your story, um, you know, where did you grow up, and and kind of what was your career path like?
2: Well, yeah, yeah. Well, um, it's like more than 70 some years already. So it's difficult to just a brief summary of what happened in the 70 some years. And that's a loaded <laughs> How question. Can I get it. I don't know. I don't have no idea. Well, roughly, uh, I would just like give you the key things that happened in my life. Well, I grew up in Hong Kong, and uh, I had a very good childhood because I was raised by my aunt. My aunt uh, is a single woman born in mm-hmm. born in 1908. That was even like in the Qing Dynasty. Wow! Not even yeah. nowadays, but um, she has been a single woman all through her life. And somehow at that time uh women like well they're not going to school the, pe- the family did not send them to school and she- and the whole family their whole family has a lot of girls and boys and everything but they the girls are not going to school but somehow I just don't understand why she was really educated she hmm. got a degree in education hmm. and then she came back home well, of course there was in the he's 1920s, uh, 1920s at that time and then she started a uh, school she mm-hmm. uh-huh. has she just like started school and he she has been the principal for almost 50 years in Hong Kong and she's really we can call her a real a real um, educator at that time mm-hmm. and I and I kind of like I don't want to say why just like a single woman at that time mm-hmm. can be such a Wow, well professional women career women all through her life so that you can imagine like she has a great great impact in my life mm. and she has been telling me all the time that I can do anything I want uh, I can be anything I want to be follow God's path and however God want to call you you just like that's it. Mm. So uh, while we, when I graduated from high school, I went over to the States Mm. and continued my college uh, education and graduate schools and stuff. And then after I graduated, I I was teaching. I was teaching in colleges, Mm -hmm. universities, in mathematics. That's has been my favorite wow. favorite subject, um, so I've been teaching in in, in uh, mathematics for many 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 years, and during the time, uh, even since the first day I came over to the states, I've been like very active in the church, serving mm-hmm. the church, and the things that I've been like the area that I've been serving is actually. Um, educate, uh, well, teaching, teaching Sunday schools, started, like, very young uh, gr- uh, uh, children, and then gradually, like, uh, I, been t- I, I was teaching the high school uh, students, and then and then young professionals and everything, and go on and go on and all. So I haven't stopped <laughs> <laughs> well, right in the church as a teacher, as a teacher. And, and then, um, When my, I got married, of course, yes, I got married. Uh And then I got two children. One uh, the oldest one is a girl, the younger one is a boy. When they were like in high school, going about graduating, I said, well, it's time that I can do something that I really like. (laughs) Even though I have been teaching all through my life. But Mm -hmm. I said, okay. And I said that I've been serving the church for so many years. And it's about time that I have to like cook myself. I might want to learn more. I might mm. want to be like a better, like um, uh, some person that can really like, like, like uh, teach um, a teacher in the church or serve in different areas. So I went into Westminster. And um, a Westminster Theological Seminary, mm-hmm. and that was a very conservative uh theological seminary. And people asked me, Well, really, do you think you can really afford going to Westminster because they're very conservative? <laughs> the position is really like, well, um, especially the women's issues. I said, mm-hmm. Well, of course, I can do anything,
1: yeah. I can do
2: anything. <laughs> so I went into there. But then I realized that my uh, position, my belief, what I got from God about women is so different from what Westminster is teaching. They had a lot of like no-nos, prohibitions. Mm-hmm. Women cannot do this. Women cannot do that. Women has to be doing that. Women has to be doing that. But I think, well, no, uh, that's not what God, uh, I got it from God, from the Bible. And I've been experiencing how, like, what women can really do hmm. in the church, in the community, hmm. in, in society, yeah. in the world. And so I say, well, I said, okay, uh, I'll express my uh, disagreement. So I say, okay, I challenge them. I say, well, that's not what I think. That's not what I want. So, so, I, I mean, it's kind of like rare for mm. a student to challenge people <laughs> The professors, yeah. the theologians, so-called <laughs> theologians, in the seminary. But I think, well, well, since I'm a much older student, I, I'm, not, I'm not like the like students that coming from us, coming like graduated from uh, university. I'm much older. Now. I'm much older students. I think, well, I just like kind of express my belief to to, to my advisors and professors. And then they was really good. They encouraged me to do research. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing a lot, a lot, a lot of research on women's issues from the from researching the Bible, uh, the hermeneutics from Mm -hmm. uh, and all kind of like uh, wide reading on these issues, and then uh, all the papers, all the research papers, and especially the. My thesis, eventually, are all the movement issues.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: All the women issues. And I say, well, when I was doing my dissertations and my professor said, well, Lily, you we can write any topic. And I regret, and I approved it right away. But not, well, this issue is kind of like tough in, in Westminster. I said, no, I want to do this. Wow. I really want to do this. So, okay, so I working really hard on the woman issues um as my my thesis mm. and then uh, uh and then during the you know you had a uh, oral examinations before you they approved your thesis Defending. and yeah, okay. during that time uh, usually the very very last uh part of the oral examinations, they'll they'll say, well, just say two things about Westminster that you would like to, like, let us know. Okay, I say, okay, yeah, I'll say two things about Westminster. Number one, um, well, of course, uh, I think, um, uh, well, there's kind of like, um, well, it is, academically is really challenging, demanding. I really enjoyed it. Everybody enjoyed it. But at the same time, the spiritual aspect is kind of like um, you don't put too much att- uh, focus on that. Well, they say, okay, we all know. And then the second thing about Westminster is that I, I really appreciate Westminster because Westminster turned me into a better woman. Mm-hmm. So shocked. Sure. They don't know whether to answer yes or to answer no. <laughs> so I say, okay. I looked at them and said, I really appreciate what's minister. Because I really spent the time all this year in researching on women's issues. I know what God wants us to do. I know what God wants women to be serving in His kingdom, in mm, His church. Wow. So that, I graduated, and I've been serving the church, I've been serving in various things. But at the same time, I was aware of one very, very uh, important issue to me. Is because I know that God wants us to church outside of the church, not just inside the four walls of the church, mm-hmm. but outside. See, because God loves the world, the world mm-hmm. out there. So I kind of like looked around, researched around and see that, well, people like, I um, really like there's a lot of pain and suffering in the world. Mm. And at the same time, the women's are really like, it's really a lot of pain, a lot of uh, even more sufferings for women in the mm-hmm. world outside there, outside there. So I say that, well, um, uh, I, I know what God wants me to do. So uh, I started a lot of ministries, like not inside the church, but outside the church. Mm-hmm. So I have a few, actually it's four orphanages in China that I've been started in uh, helping all those children that like, They lost their parents. Mm -hmm. They do not have, like, like they need our help. So we started four orphanages in different provinces in China. And then uh, I was looking at issues that people are totally ignored, neglected, purposely neglected. is domestic violence. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Women are suffering at home. Mm -hmm. But nobody, like the church, don't even want to talk about that. Mm. want to face it nobody mentioned that nobody even <clears> it's kind of the, kind of like a taboo nobody wants to say so we I started a ministry called Garden of Hope in New York mm. and helping uh victims of domestic violence the abused the wives women and also like like to educate the communities And people like that ministries in New York City. So I want to let people know that it's okay to talk about domestic violence. It's okay to talk about that you're the victim Mm -hmm. of abuse. So, and we will have ministries to help them uh, counseling and and healing and everything to rebuild their lives and everything. So we started that ministries called Garden of Hope in New York and advocating. uh, well, uh, like uh, just like well, it's not right. I mean, God doesn't want us to like uh, to see um, domestic violence or, or abuse abuse in, in at homes. So that's what we've been doing for many years. And then uh, one day, okay, um, our like our coworkers and everything, we have a fellowship and sharing. And then they asked me and Lily, um, you, see, "You seems you are doing a lot of ministries, and you called yourself like like dreams come true." Yes, yes, those are dreams come true. But they asked me, "Do you still have, do you still have dreams?" Mm. And I was so shocked. And I was think, thinking, "Yes, I have a dream, but well, this." It's too remote, too far away. Mm -hmm. I don't even talk about it. So I stopped. I just, like, can't, don't know how to say it. And they say, okay, well, I really want to see if you have more dreams. And I said, okay. I have, have deep down in my heart, there's one more dream. I would like to see that somehow before I leave the world. I would like to see the Chinese churches, the Chinese community can start ministries like helping human trafficking victims. Mm. Human trafficking is something that you can even like, something so hurting or so hurtful is cut into your heart. And nobody is helping them. Mm. And they are kind of like, just like a tapu, Double victimizations. They are victims. The, the human, the, the the you know the girls and women being tra- trafficked mm-hmm. into like sex trafficking, and mm-hmm. they are victims. At the same time, you consider them to be like not worthwhile to befriend to them. You just look down at them. You think they are sinners. You think they are doing something very bad in the society. So I think why, why are we tre- treating them like that? It's not mm-hmm. their fault. Yeah, it's not their fault. They're victims themselves. So I say I would like to see that some mini- some the Christians are starting this kind of ministries to rebuild their life, to rescue them and rebuild their life. But I know this dream is too far oh. away. It's too like too huge. It should be our ability, but I said it anyway. But then somehow got opened the doors. Somehow wow. God opened the doors, and then at the same <clears throat> year that I share this, eh, somehow uh, I share with a, a group of like during a retreat. I share my dreams to fight with the sisters during the retreat. That was in two, uh, 2007, 2007, mm-hmm. about, I would like, about, well, something, somehow in the future, I would like to see that this kind of ministry can start, can set up and start. So somehow with three years of prayer, preparing, and researching and studying. So we started a ministries in Cambodia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And ministering, combating domestic violence, I mean, not domestic violence, uh, human trafficking victims in Cambodia, because it um, in Cambodia, it kind of like, is high, ranking the highest country in the world in terms of domestic in terms of uh, human trafficking. Mm. So somehow we started that and uh, well so till now I've been spending a lot of time saving a lot of my uh, 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 well, my ministries were actually focusing in Cambodia, serving and combating human trafficking victims, um, helping with uh, human trafficking victims. Mm. And they young, they are, girls. In Cambodia. So, roughly, that is what I've been doing <laughs> for all this life. I mean, all, all these 70 some years. Wow. So, uh, sentences That
1: was an amazing uh, summary of not even just 70 years. You you, you give us context about your aunt,
2: too. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I, uh, I really think And uh, one thing I would like to just like get just like a last, I mean, a big summary of what. All these things is that I really like know that we all have a calling, you mm. know, all of us. Wow! Yeah, all of us. Mine might be different. You, you all may be different from through your friends, your brother, your, your friends. But we all has a calling. The key, the thing is that we have to know God's calling in our life. Mm-hmm. So I really thank God that. Somehow he put his passion inside me and somehow he put this special kind of gifts inside me and and opened doors for me to do all these ministries to fulfill his calling in my life.
0: Yeah. Thank you for that summary. Uh, I wanted to take us back to kind of those earlier years during your Westminster uh, study. Mm -hmm. Um, It sounds like that was really formative in um, kind of your research and also the ministries going forward that you would start creating. Um, What were some of the challenges that you faced um, during those years? And I'm curious if you ever got discouraged or, you know, it almost feels like you're fighting this uphill battle, you know, the people around you and, um, you know, Westminster, you know, was a pretty, uh, well-known is a pretty well-known seminary. I think Tim Keller, you know, studied there as well. Um, so very well known, especially in the area. How did you, you know, come in as, uh, as this, uh, student that, you know, uh, had a different view um, to the school.
2: Um, um, that's, that was why I started my uh, life story by sharing uh, the early days. It was yeah. my aunt that brought me up. But somehow uh, she, I don't understand how a woman that born in 1908 can be a professional woman all right. through her life. And starting a school, running a school, the leader of a school, a leader in the community in Hong Kong. Yeah. I just I totally don't understand. she kind of like exemplify what a woman should be like. And that was how I was, I was trained. I was taught when mm-hmm. I was growing up. So, uh with a different teaching. Oh, and of course, I, I also get like, God created me in his image. Mm-hmm. Equally with yeah, men and yeah. women, same. We are all like, like um, created in God's image. And we are given uh, two mandates, the procreation mandate and the cultural mandate equally. So actually, what the traditional teaching was not what the Bible says. The the traditional say that Walmart well, is supposed to be managing a home and then the world is working outside. Well no. <laughs> the procreation mandate is for women, men and women together. So men, the father, is supposed to be like, just like the mother has to be like raising the children, helping the children, how the children should grow up in Christ. So the mandate is given to men and women together. And the cultural mandate, so managing the world, you're taking care of the world, taking care of society, together, men mm-hmm. and women have the same responsibility, mm-hmm. as the same mandate. So why we are giving the same mandate? But traditionally, it's so different. It's so different. And then, even in the seminary, it wasn't like that. They will say that women cannot do this, women cannot do that, women cannot preach, women cannot be ordained. I said, why not? We, <laughs> we are like created equally in Christ, in God, and we are entrusted with the same kind of mandate, same kind of responsibility, same kind of role in Christ before God. Um, so I I, well, so I say, well, um, when I was in the seminary, and I shared love with, with my professors. Wow. You we know, all appreciate that. Uh, they encouraged me to do more research. I said, "Oh, yes, I will. I will go on to the uh, well to the Bible and really like reread the Bible, research on the Bible, even with the origin uh, original language, like with Greeks and Hebrew, and like what exactly what God is teaching us." Mm-hmm. So that has been my four years in Westminster.
0: And yeah.
2: At the time, uh, well, I was doing all this research, learning and stuff. I was still teaching my mathematics in college. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so there was full time this, full time that. But oh, I my. Really <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. Wow. And my kids, like gradually, they all went into college. And I feel so free. So I do <laughs> things that I like. So that, that, that's what happened. That's what happened. Wow. Yeah. And I'm glad because, because I really know that the professors in Westminster in, in, in seminaries are actually very understanding. I yeah. would like to share with you, talk with you. Uh, they approach research from very academic, uh, well, academic approach to the things that we've been talking about. But the thing is, well, they say that Westminster has their, like, their um, positions. And I, one time I asked my advisors, and I said, well, who, who is Westminster? Wow. Who is Westminster? I mean, well, you are so agreeable with what I've been thinking, but you said officially the position is like that. Then who is Westminster? I said, Ooh. <laughs> you can see thing. You can see so i had a good time in westminster wow. and i know that uh, i was brought up as kind of like a fighter wow yeah by my, my, my aunt so i i know what god wants me to do i'm not going to follow traditions traditions is not the guideline for my life god mm-hmm. is my guy amen. My Come on. amen amen yeah,
1: yeah. Auntie Lily, I've I've a question. It's been forming in my head as uh, as I've just been listening to your story, life story. I, I feel like this is I think this is the first time for me actually really to hear all those details. Um, so I'm going to try to form this question, <laughs> but it's it I think it will come out. But I think something as I've been reflecting and hearing is you know even in Westminster, or even different spaces, you know. Um, you know like as as a woman as a minority as a chinese american as an immigrant like these things kind of are you could be seen as like stacked against you and yeah i just as you're as you're talking there's a smile there's a joy and i think that what i'm hearing is just like a love for jesus and a faithfulness and obedience to god's calling in your life despite or maybe in the face of whether it's direct opposition or just challenges along the way and especially in your in your work with women's rights and justice issues i could imagine that there's a lot of challenges a lot of injustice and a lot of barriers in achieving kind of god's dreams and god's purposes in these women and children and but i'm just so struck. Like i'm curious like how have you it sounds like how have you remained um, hopeful and joyful because I'm sure in in this work it can be very discouraging, um, and so um yeah I I I would love to hear hear and especially in your life in the span of your years how do you remain joyful and 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 and, and still dreaming?
2: Well, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, actually. I considered myself very privileged mm. in my life. we mm. smooth, we're blessed, we're privileged. And all the years I have been serving the churches and I do not really encounter any difficulties. I consider very blessed, very smooth. Mm. But then if I look around, I think ah. Uh, People, the The women serving the churches are uh, like they they have a lot of difficulties, a lot of prohibitions, so called. They are really like cannot be fully rich, uh, express themselves, fully ritual and do what they would like to do. And and then I looked around more. Oh, like in the world, because I like to look in the world rather than just America. <laughs> <laughs> and no, America is not my focus, okay? The outside world is my focus. And I see that it's just like people are really suffering. Just like look at Afghanistan right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the women, you know? Yeah. Really, you know, the girls and women. They've been working on size over so happily for the past twenty years, and then the girls have been going to school. But now, they cannot. They cannot work. They cannot even go back to school. So that that this short his happening or stories actually reflect. All the thousands and thousands and thousands years of histories about mm-hmm. women in the world. Yeah, it's just like uh, some, just like what you see what's happening to the women in Afghanistan. That is what happened to the women. Past thousands of yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. So, wow. and so I think um, I see it. And I don't consider, I, I never think of oh, should I be happy or should I be sad or should I be discouraged or should I be encouraged. But I think this is the world is like that. And mm. and we have responsibilities. We we are called to do something. So it's just like I know uh as long as I'm still living, 70 something years already, as long as I'm still living, I think there's there's works that I need to do, mm. works I need to do. Yeah. And also, one thing that I'm so uh, uh, like, encouraged is that I'm building a girls' school in Cambodia so that to let the girls know that they need to go to school. They need to be educated and let the parents know that the girls, the daughters need to be educated. But I know that people ask me, well, how much can you do when mm-hmm. you open a school and most you can teach a few hundreds girls, you can teach not even a few thousands in your lifetime. Yes, I know, I know I cannot do much, but I think what I'm doing is like letting people, letting the entire society, the mm-hmm. community know that girls need to be going to school. Yeah. You know? They, they, they just see it. I just like doing this to let people see it, to let the community know that girls have to go to school. Yeah. Girls need to be educated, no matter what. I know I cannot do much. That's very limited, I can do. But what I'm doing is kind of like very, uh, like, it's a very loud statement, very loud statement to let people know that this is. What we would like to do, this is what God wants us to do. this is what God wants girls and women to be doing. Mm. So I know the value is not like in how many girls you can teach. I don't I know I cannot teach too many girls. I can only teach a few, but then it's a big statement. it's a loud statement.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And I definitely see the parallels of your story and and the story that you often bring up of how you were raised by your aunt um, and how she was a model um, of, uh, you know, mm-hmm. a professional woman and what women can do yeah. for those 20 or many years. And not only an example for yourself, but for many of the girls that passed her school, Um who knows the dreams that and the calling that God released through the model that she showed and yeah. and in that same spirit, um, you know that fighter spirit that you have, um, you know, seen in her. You give to the many women that maybe went through Westminster or who go through the school in Cambodia um, or who's somehow come across um, the ministries that you've been a part of. And um, and yeah, it, it it seems it seems sometimes hard to quantify those um, impact, but it certainly through the stories, just like your story, we can see how just uh, modeling um, an example of God's calling as a woman, um, yeah. as a child of God, um, how that can impact so many people. Um, so yeah, I see that uh, parallel um, of your story and, and your aunt's story as well, um, and how you kind of draw from that um, strength that that she gave you.
2: Well, uh, when you were growing up, like being being like part of my and my aunt like like the aunt that I'm having, you kind of you don't know when you're in it when you're so blessed. Yes. And you're, right, right. <laughs> The world. This is my this, life. <laughs> this uh, uh, so just like you guys, you are born yeah. with your parents, you know. But you, you kind of like, oh, this, yeah. I think thankful, but at the same time, this is me. And at the same time, you, you thought that the whole world is like that. I was when I was like younger, much younger, maybe like about where, uh, little girl and your age and stuff. And I thought the whole world is like that. Well, until God opens my eyes, I know that the world is not like that. Mm. The yeah. world is not like that. The world is not like the life you are having, the life I had. is not. We are blessed. When some, when you get blessing from God, this is the time that you have to give up the blessings.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: The blessing is not for you to enjoy. Come on.
1: Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good.
2: The blessing is life for you to give it out, yeah, yeah that's yeah. really good you know, that's it. Yeah. so i realized that i have a blessed life yes but it's not for me to enjoy but for the whole world to enjoy together amen for- amen amen another thing well uh i would like to bring out is that i am very thankful to danny my husband yes he is just so wonderful. <laughs> he's just like, well, he just like, enjoy what I enjoy doing. I mean, when he see I enjoy doing this, he's happy. Praise God. He's happy. He's, like, okay. he's happy. He has a big smile. And then he's enjoying his own research. He's yeah. just, forget to do this. And she's happy. So she's, he's very encouraging mm. in, to a sense that uh, he give, he kind of like kind of like let me have all the freedom to develop the gifts that God gave to me. Mm. It's just like he enjoyed it, I enjoyed it. Give me all the freedom to cultivate what God has given to me. Yeah so yeah. I would like I yeah, there's I kind of overwhelmed. Oh, oh, oh. Or oh, to my husband, and I feel so blessed. I can do, I can go, I can do my work very like I can focus in my work without worrying. Like
1: oh,
2: going back oh, I, well when I'm in Cambodia, I just like knowing that he's blessing me.
1: Yeah, um, that's good.
2: He's, he gave me the blessing, so I don't have to worry about anything. I just like focus and do stuff. Self- instead of God like another thing that I'm waiting like to hear is actually because I've 70 some years of life on earth so I know that that's one word I somehow I just like kind of like becoming more and more vivid to me is the word convergent 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 I'm when I'm growing up, I don't know. Wow, oh, the life is so, like I have my life. I do this and that and kind of like the world, your life is like keep on moving, keeping widening and, and, and like wider and wider. But then I know that all those things that happen in my life is actually for one purpose, what I'm doing right now. Mm. It's like focusing again. Okay? everything just like converge to a point or right now. Mm. So it's kind of like so vivid, so clear. Life is actually flourishing, but at the same time, it's converging. Mm. So things are happening. A lot of things are happening for a purpose. Things happen for a purpose. Oh, praise Anything God. Anything happening in my life is very useful. It's very enriching. So good. Okay. Yes. So, now, yes. so whatever happening in your life right now is actually God is like preparing you for a big, much, 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 much bigger thing. Yes. Now. So you just enjoy it. It just like <laughs> you flourish in all the opportunities that God has given to you somehow in your life in the future, you realize it. Why God is doing that. I kind of like no, how come? I was brought up by my aunt. Yeah. How come I would enjoy my life so much when I was young? Mm. I can do anything I want to. My aunt was so happy to see that I can do things I like. So that has, and then my husband which is like, kind of like encouraging me, very supportive to things that I'm doing. And I was in, going to America into college, graduate schools, and all my two children are so blessed. Then going to Westminster, even though I taught a lot with my professors, I love a lot with my professors, but I enjoyed it. They enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they enjoyed it. They, they were so happy to like <laughs> have a student that came like, Hop back to them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I enjoyed it. They enjoyed it. Well, we're still keeping friends. We're still keeping friends, like my advisor or professor. So, Mm -hmm. and then serving the churches, serving like in different organizations. And I think all this happened for a purpose. Yeah. Mm
0: Yeah. Um, I think (laughs) your, your life and your, your stories, so many stories, I think we only just touched the tip of, um, the iceberg really. Um, I I think I want to just end with this one thing that, um, when Lachey and I were thinking about who to invite, um, on our podcasts, um, one of the things that I, I go back to is, um, you know, when I, when I talk about my parents, I I definitely have such an honor and respect for the way that they've blessed us, my sister and I, and mm-hmm. the way that they, they've raised me, mm-hmm. just as much as you know. You've seen the blessing and um, seen the richness of growing up with your aunt. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the conversations I would ask my mom was, you know, I, I know that she didn't grow up in in the best. Uh, you know, family situation, one of eight kids and often overlooked as uh, a, a younger woman. Um, so I often asked her how, where did she learn how to parent, um, and where, what was her examples? And she would often, um, bring up you and Danny, uh, auntie Lily and uncle Danny, um, as examples. So I, I often, you know, think of that and, and see, um, Ooh, I'm getting emotional. I know,
1: I'm getting emotional. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, the, the, the legacy that, um, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I often see uh, the blessing that um, my parents have given me and, uh, um, and how, you know, you were a, a part of that too. So yeah. Um, yeah. seeing how the blessing that God gave you um, has has such a reach um and it's encouraging um for us all um as just and i think it's touching as children of god that that god really um wants Mm -hmm. to do that in our lives um just as much as you say everyone has a calling and i think that is um uh, greater than we can imagine um greater than what the world um might think or say Um, so yeah, thank you for, for that story and, 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 um, maybe, maybe, you know, just to wrap it up, um, wrap up this conversation. Um, there's, there's probably a lot that we've, um, talked about already. Um, but maybe we will, we'll leave it to you to kind of give, um, you know, the last words or maybe an ending message that you would like to say, to younger women um whether that's young younger women in the chinese church or in the church or in the globe um <laughs> wh- whatever your heart feels maybe is is there this like this ending message or legacy that you would like to um pass down um yeah so i'll, I'll give you the floor
2: <laughs> whoa whoa yeah i was I was, so yeah, you. I just saw that kind of like you two, were, um, very blessed and were touched by how, how what God has been given to you in your life, and I actually I seen that I really feel very extra blessed too because it's not just my life. It's not just what I've been doing, but like you can see generation of generations, how God is passing this mm. kind of like love and calling from Amen. one generation to another generation. And the last word that I would like to give is that, um, you know, the organizations that I'm having right now is called Fullness in Christ Fellowship. And the vision statement that we have is actually a last word that I would like to share with you. is that uh, we would like to see that, that that women can manifest or live out or reflect or restored to the image of God that God has created to us. And then, and we can live out an abundant life as promised by God. So life can be very different but one thing is same. You, your life may be different. His, her life may be different. But there's one thing is the same. is that we are fulfilling the calling of God in our life. And we live an abundant life. Yeah. Abundant life. Blessed life that yeah. God has given to us. I can see that um, ahead of you, there's a beautiful picture. Really, very really beautiful picture. that God has in your life. We don't know what that is right now, but you can see the image of it. You can see kind of like the glimmer of it, shining already, shining already, but uh, God will. And then when you're 80 years old, seven years old, 90 years old, and you're thinking that is, wow, God is so wonderful, God is a wonderful God, and I would like to see all these things pass from one generation to another generation to another generation you just like like well the patron is in you right now you better <laughs> yeah
1: amen to amen
2: next generation right yeah I yeah i am seventy some years old already there's not much i can do but i but but well i will keep on doing it and until the days i cannot do it. i cannot work yeah, <laughs> but yeah. i keep on working until i cannot work but now like i can see you guys my children my grandchildren your future family your future children and stuff and that will just keep shining keep going on so wow this hope this is hope amen amen this is hope yeah so well just keep praying for us for me 70 definitely 77 years old already. <laughs> I know I don't know how long I can still, work, but I will keep
0: on working till I can. <laughs> Definitely. Well, <laughs> oh, thank you so much for that encouragement and for that word. Yeah. And just we we are we love vision statements, my sister and I. <laughs> we uh yeah, we love um knowing what, what God has uh um put on your heart um and the words that He's given you. Um, and we would love to also, we'll, we will share the link to your ministry uh, website if people are interested in,
2: in learning more. I would like to see you and Kiki, Kiki and in launching somehow, sometime in the future, can come to Cambodia and see us. Yes. yes. I, we yeah, we you know your that. mom is the, the school board member. <laughs> Yes, yes. yes he's helping me a lot on that and i think in this area i think the two of you can really help quite yeah a bit. yeah somehow, somehow.
0: we would love to yeah. we would we would love to visit so yeah,
2: visit yes
0: thank yeah. you well thank we, you. we really appreciate your time we know you're a very busy um very busy woman and so thank you so much for just sharing a piece yes. of your story and we're so excited to continue to Um, hear more stories and and see and follow your ministry but uh we're so we're so blessed already um, from what you've given us so thank you so much for your time
2: we thank you the two of you so i would like to get to see you more yes yes somehow okay i will be flying over to california in early november but actually (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah we will definitely um yeah. cross paths soon yeah so.
2: yeah yeah <laughs> somehow i mean i really appreciate your family that mm. you have a very very blessed family yes the parents is so special they mm. are so special yes so i enjoy knowing all of you i enjoy like like Wow, seeing what you guys are doing already, like such a young, young age, still doing a lot, a lot, a lot already. Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, much. you so much. Now it's time for Eating Sliced Fruits with Lorshing and Gigi, the part of the show where Lorshing and Gigi eat sliced fruits. Okay, it's my favorite fruit. Woohoo! Is
0: I, It is number one. Number
1: one on the list.
0: Um, wow. It is
1: persimmons. And <laughs> I, as I was cutting this, um, I usually don't cut persimmons because it's small enough, but sometimes it's nice to cut it um i was thinking like you know how there's spirit which persimmon do you have but i have the the like firm one i don't like the squishy ones
0: yeah Um, they kind of leave a weird yeah sensation
1: on your teeth no like when you eat it it's like dries your mouth you know what i mean like it's like yeah it's 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 weird it's
0: good it's probably good for drying Drying, yeah, when you dry the persimmon and you eat it dried. The dried oh,
1: yeah, cake. yeah, dried persimmons are yummy. Uh huh, yeah, they're
0: delicious. Um, but they never make persimmon juice, isn't that interesting? Like, remember like, when they like make soup. a persimmon pie? Oh my gosh,
1: it's gross! <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be too pulpy, like a persimmon juice, it'd be like a smoothie. Oh my gosh, this mm. is so good. Anyways, as I was like s- slicing it. I was like, man, you know how there's, like, spirit animals? I'm like, I feel like persimmon is my <laughs> spirit, spirit fruit. fruit. <laughs> like, there's something, like, like mm. unassuming. Like, un, you know, like, you know, it's just a persimmon. It's just, like, whatever. But then you mm. taste it, and there's, like, a little bit, like, a nuance. Like, like a little bit of spice. And I was like, oh, this is kind of like a pumpkin, but not a pumpkin. You know? Mm. And it's, like usually uh it's usually during the fall or winter and i'm like i like i like fall or winter that's like kind mm. of my vibe mm. um
0: yeah. so my favorite fruit was papaya so what does uh-huh. that make me I, I feel like when i'm cutting papaya it's like so smooth you know so, and then and, and you think it's i mean people think it's stinky but actually it's like a wonderfully unique delicious fruit and it makes for good ice cream. That's an inside joke with a friend of mine who makes ice cream. And I'm like, make papaya ice cream. And she, like, refused. I'm like, no. No. Lately, really, though, I've been,
1: um, I use a, um, <sighs> potato speeler. You know, those carrots. Like oh, those yeah. Like- uh-huh. You have to do pipa- potato Yeah. Peeler. And because you get to have the most, you know, like, because when you use a knife, you kind of lose a little bit of this, um, fruit.
0: Mm-hmm delicious Mm, the crunch
1: is great but Mm. that's key because it's like there's so many different layers to persimmon because it's like you need crunchy but you need a little soft you know and you need it but it's not overly sweet but it's like good sweet you know like this is a balance everything about persimmons are balanced Mm. i like it
0: but i actually really like really sweet persimmons because you don't find that very often but
1: even if Usually... they're really sweet they're not like really sweet like really exactly. sweet um strawberries or really sweet bananas you actually, know
0: actually i've never had like a strawberry that i felt like it was too sweet but, but like but apples i always feel that way mm. oh, i swear I hate apple haters <laughs> <laughs> um mm. maybe sometimes pineapple yeah oh yeah ah oh, man
1: okay so today's slice topic Mm. is we're going to talk about um k-culture we're finally um, doing it we're finally doing it we, we kind of like talked about it with our guests um and it's quite um anyway i don't know if it's like predictable but we're just gonna do it um for anyone who's not understanding what k-culture is it is korean culture and we just disclaimer we are not korean Mm-hmm. American, <laughs> we're Chinese American, um, but like many people during the pandemic have uh, fallen into mm-hmm. uh, a lot of K culture, Korean culture, media habits, all that stuff. And we are admirers from afar, knowing that we are not Korean, but we have many we have friends who are Korean. So, anyhow, so great. That's what we're <laughs> going to talk about for us. <laughs> a second. So maybe the question is, what have you been enjoying in K culture and? Yeah.
0: Um, that's too big of a, qu- a question. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can okay, what I've been enjoying, I mean obviously um more relevant was the the last show that we've been watching together <laughs> yes. Street Woman Fighter. <laughs> yes. I think I think for me there <laughs> there's always this one thing that will get people into something like in K pop or K drama. Um, one of my Korean friends will say, she has this, um, phrase that I will reference up. She will like everyone in their entire, everyone in this world will go through at least one K phase, you know, (laughs) like get really into K dramas or get really into K pop. And I have this like, okay, maybe I shouldn't go into it, but I have this theory. Okay. I will go into it. I have this theory (laughs) that like people are more K. K are more K-pop or more K-drama, you know, and that's how they get into K culture, right? Yeah, and they and then they su- but they sometimes merge too.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, just to say, you don't know anything about K culture is okay. That's really okay. Wow. This is like a good world that me and Gigi has have stepped into in the last year
0: mm-hmm.
1: that has surprised us.
0: <laughs> right. And Street Woman Fighter. I don't know why. Like, I just love dance. I love the show itself. And what it stands
1: for okay we have to explain it what it is so basically i got Gigi into this which honestly i get Gigi into a lot of things so <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome um it's like this um a reality competition show you know like you know, it's kind of like america's best dance crew except um korean and korean woman and it's super fun and you just see these crews like choreograph and battle each other and I feel fun. it's
0: so extra but so fun i also got my friend uh-huh. jess um into it and she texted me like a few days ago she was like i, I watched the finale and i teared up <laughs> I- she teared up in um one of the performances the mm. I- I- hook's performance
1: yeah yeah, yeah
0: oh yeah Ugh. yeah yeah
1: um so, it's so guess, beautiful yeah so yeah. and, and then that
0: also got it kind of got me a little bit more into k-pop too yeah so okay well okay let's let's backtrack Backtrack so for me um it was crash landing on you it was our first k-drama that i've ever watched it was like early 2020 right mm-hmm. and it just became fun to like just watch one k-drama episode a night so like every night um i would watch a k drama episode <laughs> with our parents for like for a whole, yeah for a whole year you know or maybe sometimes just by myself you know And yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. it's kind of fun you know and then i just watched so much that like i was like man i think my korean is so good and like when i was when i would sit with mom i would be like just say any word in korean i mean say any word in english and i'll give you the Korean word yeah, was now, like, <laughs> she was like i don't like this game <laughs> um and i never was into k-pop but then you got into k-pop like yeah honey right yeah so i got into k-pop maybe september
1: that was when dynamite got out Um, okay
0: so you just like listened to yeah
1: i just i mean i mean i think it's like exciting to see you know like like asian asian um music and product be like something that globally is um accepted i don't don't know and and so then i just got into that but honestly i got into it because i'm like wow fandoms
0: are crazy so i was just how did you first learn about that i'm curious i think i think i
1: just yeah i'm trying to remember what how i first learned about bts and fandoms and k-pop and fandoms but i think i just remember just like reading articles about how I mean, was, this was what September, and reading about how like, uh, so BTS's fandom's name is called Army, and so Army like would do all these fundraisers during the BTS members' birthdays, and then they <laughs> donated one million dollars to Black Lives Matter, and like uh-huh. in twenty four hours, and I'm like, oh my gosh, these people are, like, it's just like it's amazing to see a movement of people mm. like behind something. And I'm like, wow, like, okay, obviously there's like, I shouldn't say, uh, there obviously there are like kind of fanatics <laughs> within the fandom. But then there was also like normal people, like <laughs> moms and grandmoms right. and people of different cultures, like all mm-hmm. united after this love for this Korean band. And I think that's right. super fascinating. And so that's how I got into it. And just like how much content there is, I'm like, oh my gosh, people are, this is like a, in, a, in a positive way. It's like, wow, like people love this stuff and they make so many things out of their love and
0: passion for this band. And so that's how mm-hmm. I got into into it. Um. I feel like, so you got really into BTS and then you introduced pretty much everything that I know about BTS, um, but I never got into it. But I would admit that after watching Street Woman Fighter the last month, I started to get into it like, okay, I'm going to kind of look more into K-pop, right? Because um, the dancers will collab with a lot of uh, K-pop stars. Um, but um, but you yeah, so you taught me a lot about BTS and their fandom. I, like, what is the most uh, like, what is the place that you go for most content, like, to learn about like fandom? Like, is there like a particular website? Is there like, do you go and just watch a lot of YouTube videos?
1: Yeah, I mean, Are there like I, articles or Twitter. Yeah, there's like it's it's a rabbit hole. Um, there's so many places to start and it's a rabbit hole you have to kind of restrain yourself um i guess like there there are like hmm, how did i start and maybe how i would get people to start is maybe there is like a document a bts syllabus to kind of get you like a starting you're joking so like, online there's this like google it's, doc it's a google doc with different articles oh, videos and ways to oh there's like so much so you started with the on. textbook <laughs> I actually didn't start with the textbook but i would oh. recommend starting with a textbook for some oh my people gosh. there's a lot of videos online made by fans of like introduction to bts which there's some great ones out there and it's, an, it's in the bts syllabus too um that just got you started you know like that's that's how you get started like these videos online that are really well edited uh-huh. um
0: so a lot of youtube a lot of youtube lot of-
1: yeah so i would say that um so me and gigi <laughs> are going to see bts which yes, is really exciting are. um in we la um, so it'll be fun <laughs> but but so i'm going to recommend to Gigi if she oh, really wants to get into it there's this great docu series on youtube that it's still being released i think there it's 18 episodes in and it really just I feel like, chronicles oh. i think i've showed this to you but yeah. I, if you if you really want to like just get to know the history it's a great um edited oh, well done uh chronicle of okay. their beginnings and, like, and it still continues it's still still being updated
0: so you're well aware that bts content is like just everywhere it is everywhere, and, and i think it's kind of daunting like okay i i don't i just feel <laughs> like you, you tell me so much and i'm like i just don't have time for that like how yeah, do i yeah so that's why i just
1: say like just start with this it's like, like an 18 duck... episode series but the thing is that's a lot I think that's more digestible because it's just like a it's like a tv show you just watch like it's like 25 minutes Fair. each episode <laughs> versus like s- trying to scour through like the twitter the youtube like the every there's so like many someone did their work and summarized so, like, everything m- for exactly, you exactly it's helpful and it's like more of a narrative right because it's a documentary so it kind of helps you kind of get an understanding of the context too so they'll bring in other li- videos of what's going on around korea or k-pop or culture in general that's pretty cool so right. I, I would Recommend that as a as someone who like under likes likes history and likes yeah. details like that. So,
0: and, and I and I'll just I'll just say this one thing because you know when I tell people like for example with Street Woman Fighter I got into K-pop through by by looking more into Jessie, um, mm-hmm. and then when I tell other people who are into K-pop and um, you know one of my friends she was like oh she's a good person to start with, and I think that like. <laughs> it makes sense you know people like people will say those comments like yeah you're gonna start with someone to kind of like enter into something and then you're just it's a gonna, gateway yeah it's a there's a gateway who is your gateway what was your gateway article or what was your was your gateway like artist you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it's very true to the world yeah um, just just as much as k-drama you know like crash Landing oh for sure, for sure like, for sure for sure seeing it yeah Yeah. all the other
1: highly rated and i I will say as we like kind of wrap up this little (laughs) sliced on k-culture you know um it is just a window to what korean culture is obviously yeah, you know, this is just media exactly. it's music it's uh, it's entertainment but obviously this is not i think sometimes the danger of consuming media um of a particular different culture is to kind of assume that like that's what it is like mm-hmm. in, in korean life totally. and so um i mean yeah that's why i say disclaimer <laughs> we're like we're not korean we're chinese american um and so for our listeners if you guys have things um um things you would recommend to better understand korean culture like maybe true korean culture like cuz obviously k dramas and k pop are very curated and very edited and so um if you guys have docs or or art books you recommend i know there's a lot of good korean and slash korean american literature um but yeah this is yeah. this is this is more for fun <laughs> obviously you yeah. know that's like not really true like full korean culture but
0: yeah and i don't really think that they claim to be too you know in, in itself it's it's just its own thing like very fascinating mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah all right well uh this is the end of our little sliced segment we had persimians persimians persimmons and talked about cake culture. Uh, next week we'll eat a fruit and then talk about something else. Let us know in the comments if uh, what kind of topic you want us to talk about and we might consider it.
0: If you made it this far, thanks for tuning in. We've been so enjoying these conversations and we hope you have too. It seriously makes our day and never gets old when we hear from our listeners. So thanks for being a big part of this podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes. Um, We'll be releasing our episodes every second week of the month and we have some great content coming up. So super excited. Stay warm and love y'all.